We mentioned Monday that there was an issue with the video evidence in the new Trump indictment. Jack Smith's being called to the mat for that. We're going to get into that tonight. We got to talk about Facebook a little bit. Got to talk about uh, Canada a little bit, as much as we don't want to. And um, whatever, a bunch of other stuff. If you're watching the replay, skip ahead three minutes and uh, watch the rest of the show. Hit the thumbs up and uh, follow the follow the channel. You know it's worth it. We'll be back in a couple of minutes. Joined by Daniel Munoz in Minnesota. What's up, Danny? 
Nothing, Al. How you doing? I'm doing all right. This is the TPS report for Thursday, August 3rd, 2023, according to the handy-dandy little clock uh, calendar. I How many people know this? I'm sure some people watching know this. Been doing this show for years now. Always look at my watch. Struggle to get the date right. It's been up here in the corner of my computer the whole time. The whole time. And it's on your, like the little dock thing where you click it and your calendar pops up. Is it? It's on there too. Jeez. All right. Well, <laughs> there you go. We got a lot that's, to talk about tonight, Danny. That's that's where I look to make sure you're saying the right numbers because I never know the date either. Yeah. Uh, yes, lots to talk about tonight. We'll say hi to our friends at the break. Let's start with, uh, let's go back and talk about something we've talked about uh, in the recent past. You remember when Canada passed their, what is it called, um, Online News Act? Said that uh, yes. social media companies are going to have to start paying into, effectively paying for, for the news that is on their platforms. Yes. And I said, all they're going to do is remove the news. That's exactly what's happening in one of the most predictable outcomes to any problem ever in the first world. Uh, Meta, or Facebook, begins removing Canadians' access to all news on Facebook and Instagram. Um, listen, this is a ridiculous premise. They did it in Australia and in Canada, they went a step further. Now they're trying it in California. They have a proposal that effectively mirrors Canada's um, Canada's uh, act, Canada's law, and it requires online the social media companies to pay into a slush fund, and then that slush fund is paid out to news organizations. Uh, whether they're in let's let's use California as an example, whether they're in California or not. Basically, the the Google, Facebook, Meta, Google, Alphabet, whatever they're called these days, they're both saying, listen, the money, this, which is a stupid argument, I'll explain why in a second, they're arguing, well, the money's going to these big out-of-state conglomerates, and it's not going to do anything to protect the media in California. That's a stupid argument, because you're basically saying we're open to the idea if it were nationwide and the last thing they need is for this to go nationwide because they see the implications of that in Canada and right. in Australia. And I think Spain is the same way. And the only way to avoid paying the fees is to stop showing news. Here's the problem with that. It's the media outlets themselves that are sharing the news on the social media platforms, right? It's not just end users. Facebook say that the news, the fa yeah, Facebook say that actual news content accounts for about 3% of a person's timeline, which would indicate that their friends aren't sharing a whole lot of news. And the news that is on Facebook is generally hosted first party, i.e. the media outlet themselves. In fact, if we go back five years now, we, we may remember that Facebook set up a whole, a whole brand new system for news organizations. And a, a, a news organization's Facebook page 
is remarkably different to an individual's Facebook page. They can they can write HTML and right. set up multi-page layouts and things like that for their articles on Facebook because they wanted their Facebook presence. Well, that appears to have been a case of get your foot in your foot in the door and then cry like whinging liberals and say, oh, now I need you to money me, money, please, is they, they pulled a, a Bona Lisa Saperstein right there is what they did, Danielle. Right. And, you know, the, the social media companies have no option but to say, we're just going to stop hosting news. Now, the only... The only social media company that that would hurt would be Twitter because that's all Twitter is. So 90% of Twitter is people sharing news stories and bitching about the news and yelling at each other about right. the news. Right. Um, so what Twitter is going to do in Canada, I'm not entirely sure. I guess we'll wait to see what Elon Musk says. But Google have said they're going to stop Google have gone a step further. They've said they're going to stop stop linking to Canadian news organizations. Google are getting out the punishment stick. They're getting out the old spanking stick, and they're trying to send a message by effectively restricting all all visibility of Canadian news organizations. Now, I don't like that, personally. I, I think that is um, a pretty petty and extreme move, and it's very much akin to what Google are doing on YouTube with conservative uh, conservative voices. Now they're going to be doing it with Canadian voices, but it's going to span all of Google's products, including Google Search. They're going to be they're going to restrict. They're they're going to remove. Let me tell you exactly what they said. I don't want to put words in their mouths. If the journalism, if the Journalism Preservation Act passes, we will be forced to remove news from Facebook and Instagram rather than pay into a slush fund that um hang on, is is that it? I think that's what Facebook said about the Canadian one. Google said. Here we go. It informed the government that we have made the difficult decision that when the law takes effect, we will be removing links to Canadian news from our search, news, and discover products and will no longer be able to operate Google News Showcase in Canada. That's a big step. Wow. That's a big step. Um, I understand that people are hesitant to pay for news. I get it. Hell, we do a news show. We know it's hard enough to get, to get uh, an audience, period, um, right. let alone anybody that's willing to pay, you know, to luck. We're lucky. We have people that are members of Locals. God knows why at this point, but there is a new show coming to Locals, so stay tuned. But we do have uh, folks that are paying members of the, the channel over on... Um, locals and of course people can can subscribe right here on rumble as well they can uh, use rumble's uh, subscription feature also if they want to 
Um, but most people don't want to pay for news and I, I don't blame them. There's no reason to, you can get news pretty much anywhere for free for every outlet that requires you to pay. Like the New York times, there's 10 outlets that don't. Right. So why would you bother with the New York times? Right. I pay for, uh, what do I pay for? I pay for the Epic times and, um, I pay for Apple news, which gives me access to a whole bunch of stuff. Right. I don't know who gets the money. I know who gets the money for the Epic Times, obviously. I've no idea who gets the money for my Apple News subscription, and I really don't care. doesn't matter to me if it's Apple or if it's, it's the news outlet. I have no allegiance to any of these news outlets. I could care less if they get a penny. And, and, well, and they I'm, must I'm be indicative, some kind I think, of, of many people. They must be in some kind of deal with Apple for their stuff to be available on Apple News, so... You would assume so. They're either getting money from subs or from mm -hmm. um, advertising. Yeah, you would assume so. And I do. I get access through Apple News. I get access to the Wall Street Journal and the New York Times. And, you know, all the, and it's 10 bucks a month. Actually, I think it went up recently. But it was $10 a month. And, you know, the New York Times want $10 alone. The Wall Street Journal wants $10 a month alone. I can pay right. Apple one time and get access to all that stuff, plus a bunch of magazine subscriptions and shit like that. If you do if you do want to pay for news, if you choose to have a news subscription, go that route. Go the Google News route or the Apple News route. Try not to do the individual subscriptions. I subscribe to the Epic Times because I, I think they've earned the money, quite frankly. And... Um, and I'm more than willing to pay. It's five bucks a month. I think it is. And that covers you and I. You have, right. you have a login to Epic Times, right? Yep. Yes. So that, co that covers both of us for five bucks a month. We're not sharing a login. They gave us two seats for right. five bucks a month, which is, a, in my opinion, a really good bargain. Um, but I get to do that by choice. Right. This law requires these companies to pay into it, whether their customers take advantage of that news or not. So what it means is that news organizations can go on there, post their own news, and then turn around and say, give us money because Facebook are hosting this. Well, yeah, they're hosting it because you posted it, you idiots. Right, yeah, that's crazy. Quit fucking posting it. Um. I don't know what's going to happen to the, you, you know what Canada's like. They're a bunch right. of uh, hard-headed, ornery dickheads up there. No offense, Bacon. Uh, mind you, she lives down here now, so, you know, I'm sure she doesn't care. And they're not ones to admit that they done goofed and reverse a decision. So I imagine this law is going to stay in place. It may get tweaked a little bit to allow Google to bring, to allow Google to link to the CBC Right. Because you know the Canadian Broadcasting Corporation is bitching right now. Oh, my God. They're not going to... Like, anyone watches that crap anyway. Right. What was it? Anybody in the chat, hands up if you've ever watched the CBC. Not you, Bacon. That doesn't count. You are a Canadian. But anybody that's out, outside of Canada, if you've ever watched the CBC, thumbs up. If you've never watched it because it's just dog shite, thumbs, thumbs down. Do it that way. Yeah. Um, entirely predictable. Happening right on cue. 
and now it just remains to be seen what Twitter does. So we'll uh, we'll pay it. We'll keep an eye on it. We'll pay attention to it. Here's some. Uh, Are you dead naming Twitter? By the way, are we supposed to call them X, X now? Sorry, we'll see what X does. Fuck's sake. They are now named X on the iPhone. I'm sure you've noticed that. Apple had to change their rules in order for that to to happen. Apple had a two-character minimum for an app name on the iPhone. Did they really? And they gave gave Elon an exception for X. An X-ception? Yes, an X-ception. Very good. It's silent, just like in espresso. So... (laughs) Such a prick. It's a silent X in espresso. It's not expresso. Stop that. I know. Just just like the L in salmon is quiet, silent. It's not like that at all because there actually is an L in salmon. I know there is an L in salmon, but it's silent. You never say it. I say it trying to be annoying. You, you, I know why you say it and why Keith, Keith Bergen says it. Salmon, Salmon, just just because they know it drives me up the and wall, and it makes it hard to say that L. That's challenging to get that L in there. Mm-hmm. Oh, a bunch of thumbs down, Michelle Brown, thumbs down, Cameron, two thumbs down, and one um, something or other. I don't know what that is. That's some kind of symbol. I uh, might be a curse word. Who knows? I think that's yeah. If it's a curse word, just type it out. We don't care. We don't care. Um. Some I think Biden- he doesn't want us to know which part of him is down about it. Yeah, some Bidenomics news for us real quick. Actually, let's flash back to 2011 under Obama. Obamanomics, as we'll call it. And the uh, United States had its credit rating downgraded. Do you remember that? Yes. Under Obama. It's happened again, this time under Joe Biden. U.S. loses top credit rating. Fitch downgraded the United States from AAA to AA+, uh, which is a downgrade. No longer the the highest of credit ratings. We had had the best of the credit ratings under Donald Trump. There was no credit rating better. That's what people say. He wouldn't say that, but that's what people say. That's a little take on, uh, not an impersonation because I can't do Trump's voice. That's what he would say. Now we're down to double A plus under Bidenomics. The um, the White House, of course, is saying that it's Trump's fault. Trump, <laughs> Biden officials fault Trump for Fitch downgrade. Of course they do. Why wouldn't That's they? Amazing. I mean, he hasn't been president for three years. We're living under Bidenomics. They coined. They named it themselves. Right. Even Ronald Reagan didn't coin the term Reaganomics. The media did that. It was this White House that invented Bidenomics. It's it's so pathetic. So we're living in the age of Bidenomics. Our credit gets downgraded. Their immediate reaction is to blame Donald Trump. Whereas the credit agencies say, no, the, the, the reason for it is because of the massive amount of debt they've taken on now who are you going to listen to you're going to listen to the people that are blaming trump after after he's more than three years out of office are you going to listen to the people that caused it or the people that actually like did the rating Mm -hmm. the the professionals that monitor these things and actually uh hand out the ratings who are we going to listen to 
they say it's because massive of the massive amounts of debt. Now, this isn't all Joe Biden's fault, obviously. Our debt accumulation has been a um, progression. Yeah, an ongoing thing. And Republicans, quite frankly, are responsible for, get this, this might surprise some people, Republicans are responsible for more of our debt than Democrats are. Now, I know that a lot of people don't like to hear that, but it's true. So there's shared blame here. We've all known, everybody except for elected politicians, we've all known that our debt was going to become a problem in one way or another. This is simply one of the ways our debt can become a problem by downgrading the United, the U.S.'s credit worthiness, right? This means that our debt's less attractive now. Right. It's gonna, it won't be hard to service our debt. Don't get me wrong. It's not going to be difficult to get people to invest in the dollar, but it's going to cost us more. Interest rates are already sky high. It's already costing us a ton. Hence, another reason for the credit downgrade. It's costing us way more money to service our debt than it was before. Then we have these ridiculous, idiotic games over raising the debt ceiling, which I've warned, and not just me, many people have warned over and over that if Republicans keep playing these games... It's going to hurt us. And this is just one of the ramifications of playing those games with the debt ceiling. The debt ceiling is not the time to fuck around with the economy. Right. The budget process is the time to F around. Sorry, I, I we're trying not to swear. The budget process is the time where you F around with the economy, not when it comes time to raise the debt ceiling to service the debt. But Republicans seem to view this as a successful gambit. And I will admit they got some concessions this last time out. But what did they also do? They raised the debt ceiling. And they will always raise the debt ceiling. Right. And gambling with it the way they are leads to outcomes like this. Again, one of the reasons stated by the credit agencies is using the debt ceiling as a ticking time bomb. It's dangerous. Right. Always has been, always will be. And I wish Republicans would stop doing it and and flex their muscles while when you're going through the appropriations process. Right. So that's the best time to do it. It's the best time to get uh best time to get um yeah, fit here we go. Bill Campbell. Fitch actually met with the Biden folks and they said they were concerned with the current situation as well as their future plans. Yeah, the debt we're sitting on right now, Joe Biden is responsible for all the debt that's accumulated since Joe Biden took office, right? We'll, we'll say that. It's a lot of debt. It's a lot of money. And their plans call for that to be quadrupled over the next 10 years. Quadrupled. They're talking about we're, we're at $30 trillion in debt right now. Estimates are that by, in 20 years, so uh, 40 by 43, I think it was by 2050, 
will be at between 60 and 70 trillion dollars. The estimates are that any the poli if if we implement all of Joe Biden's policies by 2050, we'll be at between 60 and 70 trillion dollars. That's going to cause anyone to take a step back and say, hmm, how are you going to service that debt? Right. How are you going to pay for that? It's bad enough that what is the percentage? It's uh, it's about I think it's 20 percent of our budget currently goes to servicing our debt. That's going to get more and more expensive with interest rates where they are. The only way to actually continue to service the debt is to tax us more, collect more revenue, or find a way to generate revenue without additional taxes. But Democrats have never done that. Right. Republicans are good at that. Democrats, not so much. Democrats always go the tax and spend route. Um, and so Fitch said, you know what? Enough's enough. The others, Moody's, uh, Standard & Poor's, they're going to follow suit. They're going to have no choice. Our debt is now a problem, especially when you look at countries like Saudi Arabia with OPEC Plus, who are now trading in China, the China, the, the uh, well, right now they're using uh, rubles. Right now they're trading with Russia in rubles, but they're going to be moving to the to the yuan, yuan, yuan. What how'd you call what you call that? It's a yuan. The yuan. India transitioning to the yuan. Uh, a lot of nations moving away from the U.S. dollar in the petrochemical markets. The dollar, I predict, will will no longer be the U.S. reserve currency under uh, under the, the world's reserve currency. Sorry, under Joe Biden, I believe that during Do Joe Biden's first term, it will lose reserve currency status. All thanks to Bidenomics. Well, and Joe Biden, former right. former Vice President Joe Biden, doing his uh, doing his damnedest to destroy our economy with the stroke of a pen, and um, proving to be successful. So yeah, remember Bidenomics for the future, folks. Remember the history of Bidenomics because it's either going to be a valuable lesson learned or it's going to be the complete and total destruction of the U.S. economy and um, we'll be struggling at some point, thanks to Joe Biden. But yeah, first downgrade under Obama, second downgrade under Joe Biden. Are, are we seeing a pattern? Anyone seeing a pattern? At least a trend. Yeah, at the very least a trend. You want to say hey to our friends? Yeah, let's say hi to our friends. Sorry. Yeah, go ahead. So Cam's here. Hey, Cam. What's up, He is Cam? catching us live. Good to see you, buddy. Uh, Peggy Brown's here. Hey, Peggy. Michelle, we got back-to-back -back Browns. We got yeah, Michelle we Brown as well. Hey, ladies. Hey, uh, Janine's here. Hey, Janine. Sister Joy is here. Hey, Joy. Bill Campbell's here. Bacon is here. My mama is out there. Hey, y'all. Hey, guys. Thanks for joining us. Rumple is here. Hey, buddy. What's up, Rumple? Hope all is going well with you, friend. I don't um, know if Rumpel went back and watched Monday's replay, but we uh, we covered a story that you gave us on Monday. So thank you for that. We did. Yes. Thank you for that. The Literally the most uncomfortable conversation you and I have ever had. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was a rather a rather awkward was, conversation. Yeah. Yeah, it was. About uh, the porn. Yeah. 
about the kitty porn. Yeah. Chris Lowry. Uh, speaking of kitty porn, Chris Lowry's here. Just kidding. What's up, Lowry? I mean, Chris um, Lowry is here. All right, let's talk about. Did I say hey to Bill Campbell? Hey again, Bill Campbell. If I didn't say hey to you before. What's up, Bill? Look, before we get into Trump's indictment, I want to go over something that Dave Bowen sent me. Diamond Dave. Um, I want to talk about the distractions in the media and by the Democrat Party as we head into 2024. Because everything we're going to talk about, well, everything we're going to talk about in this next segment is about election tampering and election interference. And Dave put together, sent me a little timeline, which I just collated into a little graphic. And I wanted to talk about this real quick and give you an idea of, just to give you an idea of the game the Democrats have been playing. And then we'll talk a bit more about Trump. March 17th, Hunter inadvertently admits to owning the laptop, Danielle. March 18th, Trump gets notice of indictment. June 8th, FBI documents reveal Joe Biden was paid $5 million by China. June 9th, Mar-a-Lago indictment drops. It's almost like they were sitting on it, waiting for bad news right. to come out. July 26th, Hunter Biden plea deal blows up. July 27th, Trump notified of January 6th indictment coming. Again, almost like they were sitting on it, waiting, right? yeah. waiting, for, waiting. Yep. waiting for Just something waiting. to happen. July 31st, Devin Archer testifies to Biden crimes. August 1st, Trump, uh, January 6th indictment drops on Donald Trump. They're controlling, they're controlling the narrative and they're doing it successfully. Almost like rolling out rodeo clouds, right? Yeah, they're controlling the media. The media, of course, is complicit, but right. they're doing it successfully. For every bit of Democrat bad news, it's immediately followed by worse, or what they consider and what the media consider to be worse, Republican news, so that they can move away from the bad Democrat news. Right. They can't get away anymore with simply covering up stories on social media. Right. They can't yes, pull, right. they can't pull those tricks anymore because our eyes are wide open. But what they can do is this, there's nothing wrong with this. On its face, there's nothing wrong with this. And it works because the media is in their back pocket. And the media would much rather talk about Trump bad than Joe Biden bad or Hunter right. Biden bad. And so what would normally what we would normally see as an October surprise, they're trickling out you know, a little drip here, a little drip here, as bad news about Joe Biden appears. And it's having the net effect of the majority of people not knowing what Hunter Biden and Joe Biden have been up to. That's the net effect of this. Just as the net effect of just completely censoring the Hunter Biden laptop story was people not knowing about the story, 
That's what's happening right. now. They're just doing it in a, I mean, I have to say a more ethical manner. A little more surreptitious kind of. Yeah. Because there's, there's technically nothing unethical about what they're doing. Right. It's very calculated and it's working. I'm curious to see what the news is going to be tomorrow because we talked about Trump's indictment on Monday and I said, I pointed out here, I hadn't heard anyone else talking about it and I don't know if anyone else had, but I pointed out that the claims in the indictment, number one, Donald Trump's already been already been acquitted of the majority of these claims during indictment number one, during uh, impeachment one. He was acquitted of these. Granted, it wasn't by a court of law. And so he now he has to go through the legal process. Um, but it was by it was by Congress. He was acquitted of these crimes. The other issue was the claims relating to the video and the fact that the claims all hinged on the word of, of the janitor. Right. Because right. apparently Donald Trump went to the janitor instead of the IT guy to get a server wiped. Well, I pointed out that there's a problem with this because in the in the original Mar-a-Lago indictment, the 39 count, I think 37 again or 38, whatever it was, 30 something for Trump, one count for uh, the other guy. The dude that moved the papers? Yes. I pointed out that in that indictment, they they use the video as evidence. Right. Which would indicate they have the video and that nothing was deleted. And therefore, the claims in the new indictment would appear to be maybe a little bit bogus. Jack Smith forced to admit incorrect claim about evidence in Trump classified document case. Special counsel Jack Smith team has admitted to incorrectly stating they turned over evidence as required by law. This is a Brady violation, by the way, as required by law in the classified documents case against former President Donald Trump. Because this is a Brady violation, this case could just get thrown out tomorrow, just FYI. Prosecutors discovered that video used as evidence had not been processed and uplaid, uploaded to the platform established for the defense to view when they were getting ready to indict Mar-a-Lago property manager Carlos de Oliveira, the janitor, last week for allegedly conspiring with Trump to delete surveillance footage. In the new indictment where they say the video was deleted... They were in possession of that video. They simply hadn't uploaded it as part of discovery as, as required by the Brady Act. They hadn't uploaded it as part of discovery. It's a bullshit claim in the indictment. Now, I'm not a lawyer. We, I said this, I specifically said this Monday. I'm not a lawyer, but we've watched, I've watched The Link, a lawyer. We've watched The West Wing. Right. I know how things like this work. And I saw that problem glaringly. It jumped out because I remembered back to the original indictment. And then I read what he's claiming in this indictment. And my brain went, brain? Something, something doesn't jive here. Yeah, those don't match up. Yeah. And uh, apparently I'm not the only one to notice and he's now being called on it. This is now a Brady violation and 
wouldn't be surprised if we see a motion to dismiss come about very quickly because of this. Now, before this gets into the news cycle proper, some bad news is going to have to drop, obviously, about Donald Trump. Today, it was his hearing, right? This this news, well, we broke it Monday. His indictment. This, yeah, we broke this news Monday. This story actually dropped yesterday. So he had to go to court today. And so that's what the media have been focusing on today. They're going to ignore this story completely. I don't know if, uh, I mean, in the chat, has anyone heard this story yet? Other than other than when I brought it up Monday, and has anyone heard this uh, from while yesterday? We're giving them time because, of course, it's delayed a little bit. I didn't watch any of it today, but was it like the other indictment was, where they like follow him to the door and then they wait there, and then he comes out, and in the meantime, there's a whole bunch of jibber jabber about absolutely nothing because the talking heads have to fill all of that time because, of course, they can't go into the courtroom for the indictment. So all I watched was about. 10 minutes of Benny Johnson on Rumble where they had somebody in the press van, the media van, and they were following Trump back to his plane for him to head back. But Benny Johnson did say on his show that, yeah, the media, the media coverage today has been, I was identical yeah. to the initial appearance down in Florida, Mar-a-Lago. This was in Washington, DC. This is for this. This is important. We're going to get into this. These indictments are under separate jurisdictions. He's in Florida for the first indictment, the 39-count indictment. He's in D.C. for this four-count January 6th indictment. And that poses a little bit of a problem for him. So this, they, they do tie together because of this failure by Jack Smith to disclose evidence. And I don't know what happened here. I'm not claiming that Jack is up to something shady. Right. This this very well could have been a, a simple mistake. But these are these are supposedly well-educated attorneys that should know better. If I notice if I saw this Monday, they should have seen this while they were drafting the indictment. They should have known, we, we have this video. Well, somebody should have known. Yeah, we have this video. We can't claim it was deleted and simply not present it for discovery like maybe when, the we're, person when we're that, in possession of already admitted to being in possession. Yeah, maybe the person that like wrote the charges where they used the video as evidence would have said, hey, Bubba, I, I cited that as evidence. You can't say we that's don't have right. it because yes. I cited it. So, yeah, you would have thought, yes, yes, that somebody on the team would have said to somebody else on the team, oh, dude, my bad. I already used that. Yeah, dude, we already told him we have that. that was I an didn't indictment. know we were going to play dumb on yeah. that one. My bad. Yeah, Sorry. our bad. Sorry, dude. Sorry. Sorry, dude. Let's just say it with some other videos. Um, no, it wasn't deleted. So wait, Janine says, wait, it wasn't deleted? No, it wasn't. No. Um, no. And I, listen, I, I don't know. I put two and two together. I figured it out on Monday when I read the new indictment. I'm like, wait a second. They already claimed ownership to this. 
They use it. And, and when the first indictment came out, I pointed out how unusual it was for them to present their evidence in the indictment. You remember? Right. Yes. I even said th they never do this. They never tell you what they have. Now we know why. Yeah, now we know why, because shit like this happens. So yeah, Jack Smith getting called. Now, this they're they're linked together because the process of discovery, the evidence in this case affects both uh both indictments, right? It affects its January 6th indictment, it affects the Mar-a-Lago documents indictment. Whether or not a motion to dismiss in one case would automatically dismiss it in the other because of the Brady rules the, and, and the, uh, the, Bra the obvious Brady violation that took place here, I don't know. But I think we're going to see a motion to dismiss down in Florida, for sure. We'll see. Well, I don't know that it'll be successful, but whatever. Well, the, and the Florida case is the one that actually has teeth, right? Like yeah. Yeah, it, yeah, it kind of does. And this is why, you know. Like, those are things that he, you know. Yeah, this did. is, yeah, this, you know, this is why I say first, step number one should have been a motion to argue the, the president's power to declassify. And if you're successful there, it all goes away. But then Here there's that video or the audio anyway, where he says, you know, I could have declassified this, but I didn't. Mm -hmm. And it's top secret. And look at this top secret stuff over here. Yeah, yeah, it's, it, Whatever. I think he's okay down in Florida. I'm not so sure about D.C. Really? I, I don't know that Trump can get a fair trial in D.C. Oh, because it's D.C., gotcha. Especially when you consider the judge that's been assigned to this. Judge Tanya Chutkin, who is supposedly the toughest judge on January 6th rioters, Danielle. Also, by the way, a uh, friend of Hunter Biden. She worked for a law firm that was associated. Well, I shouldn't say friend of Hunter Biden, but she worked for a law firm that was associated with Hunter Biden. Um, I don't know, and I'm not alleging that she's ever taken a percentage of Hunter Biden's business. I'm not saying that. Uh-oh. Just put it out there. I'm not saying that. I, I thought you were going to do the like close up on your face and give us a, I'm not saying. Yeah. I'm not saying that she's ever done that. Just so I just, just so everyone is aware. I'm not claiming any impropriety by this judge. I'm just claiming that she apparently is remarkably tough on January 6th protesters and uh, has a association with uh, at a law firm that was associated with Hunter Biden. That's all I'm saying. Not alleging anything. You you guys can uh, you guys decide for yourselves whether there's a conflict of interest here or not. The I uh, noted last year a fawning profile of Chutkin by the Associated Press noted Chutkin has handed out tougher sentences than the Justice Department was seeking in seven cases, uh, matched its requests in four others, and sent all eleven riot defendants who have come before her behind bars. Um. The, the, the headline read, in January 6th cases, one judge stands out as the toughest punisher um, in four of the cases in which prosecutors did not seek jail time. Chutkin gave terms ranging from 14 days to 45 days. She wants to put January 6th 
insurrectors in prison, in jail. She has a hard on for, for those January 6th protesters. How do we think she's going to view Donald Trump? And in that light, I know how she's going to view it. She's an Obama appointee. She's an activist liberal judge. And she's going to view Donald Trump as the devil, is what she's going to do, allegedly. Allegedly. Yeah, allegedly. Um, Donald Trump cannot get a fair trial in D.C. Good night, Michelle. Good night, Michelle. Cannot get a fair trial in D.C. Certainly cannot, cannot get a fair trial in this judge's courtroom right all they're left with is filing a motion to uh a motion to to move the trial change of venue change of venue which i think in any other case for any other person would be perfectly viable and i think uh, any other high profile person right I, i need to clarify that any other high-profile person in D.C. that filed for a change of venue, I think would have it granted because there's no way you can get, if you're a, a Republican, no way you can get a fair trial in D.C. Uh, Donald Trump's not going to be granted that privilege. You, you file for the, the change of venue, you file your motion for change of venue to the presiding judge, in this case, Chutkin. I was going to ask you, I didn't know who decides those. Well, this is the woman that likes putting people away that, that shouldn't even go away. When the Justice Department recommend no time served, she's sentencing them to time. Or when they recommend time served, whatever it is, when the Justice Department says no additional jail time, she's sentencing them to additional jail time. Right. Um, yeah, but any change of venue is still going to be a federal circuit. Yes, uh, but I think a federal circuit anywhere other, let's say it was in the Fifth Circuit. I'd say Trump would fare a lot better in the Fifth Circuit than he will under the D.C. Circuit, right? Right. In my opinion, um, I think getting a jury anywhere other than in Washington, D.C., anywhere other than D.C., even in New York, Donald Trump would be better served by a jury than in D.C. I don't I, I think I don't think anyone D.C. voted, what, 95 percent Democrat. Is that what it was? Something like that. Yeah. You can't you can't try Donald Trump in Washington, D.C. and claim that it's a fair, impartial jury. You just cannot. It is physically impossible. And if they follow through with this in D.C., it's not because they want justice served. It's because they want the lynch mob to get yeah, their way. It's because they've got him on a is spit. What it is. Now, yep. Trump, Trump's eating this up. He's eating it up. In fact, today he said, I, all I need is one more indictment to lock up the election for me, is what he said. And uh, that's uh, that is a challenge to Fannie, Fannie Willis here in Georgia to go ahead and file your charges, honey. That's what he's saying. You go ahead and file. I'm waiting for them. And he thinks that's going to win them the election. And 
I don't think he's wrong. I don't think he's wrong. I think Democrats have made a fatal mistake here in thinking that these indictments are going to cost Donald Trump the election. I don't think they understand how pissed off Republicans are, even, even people who were never Trumpers. I now hear saying, I, I, I have to vote for Trump. Go on. I hope that I'm wrong. And I, I, I've been beating this same drum and I keep trying to change my mind and I just can't that I think that the Democrats are playing the very long game and that this is exactly what they want to happen is that they want him to get the nomination because they know that the moderates that because the the election is going to be decided by moderates, right? Like that Republicans are going to vote Republican and the Democrats are going to vote Democrat. And it's going to be the ones in the middle that we can get to swing one way or the other that are going to make the difference. And they're not going to swing to, you know, because they're pissed that. See, I disagree because they already did swing his way. 80 million of them swung his way. I hope that I'm wrong, but. Yeah, I, listen, I don't know that I'm right. Obviously, I hope, I, I hope I'm right. Trump's going to be the nominee, and I pray to God he wins. Because, I mean, four more years of this guy, we're screwed. You know, credit credit downgrades well, and, and high interest are, are the least of and, our worries. You know, we also agree, I think, that the Democrats aren't running the former vice president respect the office. So... There's it's also gonna, that. Yeah, it's going to be Gavin Newsom, who, by the way, DeSantis just agreed to debate. Right. Why? What? Why the fuck would any Republican? Why would they do that? He Newsom hasn't even announced. He right. hasn't even said he's in the race. And DeSantis is already agreeing to debate him. What is that guy doing? Doesn't make any sense. There's no reason to debate him. There's certainly no reason. All agreeing to debate him does is give him credibility as a candidate, and he's not even a candidate yet. You're giving him free press, free coverage to Gavin Newsom. Ron DeSantis is making a lot of mistakes in the way more mistakes than I thought he would make. And this just goes to show you can win statewide. But it's a whole different ball game to run a national campaign, and Ron DeSantis is screwing it up big time. Um, then there's this: Steve Sund, who was the chief of the Capitol Police on January sixth, sat down with an interview with Fox News. It was with Tucker Carlson. Fox News buried it. Fox have been sitting on this. They've been hiding it from the public. Why have they been hiding it? We're going to take a look at it real quick. It's shit video because I don't know how they got it, but it's raw video. Um, they've got watermarks and shit all over it. The audio is crap and it's choppy as hell. But remember, this is the chief of the Capitol Police. On January 6th. It's not, not fair. So, can you just go back to the role of, you said nine out that of was the not my connection. agencies in the so called intelligence community? That was not my connection, by the way. It's not your connection. That's indicative of the quality of this video, but bear with it. It's not, it's not 
not fair. So can we just go back to the role of, you said nine out of the 18 agencies in the so-called intelligence community are military. Mm -hmm. Pentagon supervised their military intel. Would they have been gathering, it sounds like they were gathering information about January 6th before it happened. Well, again, for Milley and Miller to be that concerned about uh, about January 6th in advance, they had to be getting the intelligence from somewhere. I mean, talk, talk about locking down Washington. That's a huge undertaking. Um, and again, to never, never notify me. But when you begin to sit there and wonder about, so, so you you believe that they were gathering intelligence? I mean, they were for them to think that they were getting. So there was, and I'm asking this because there was a very weird moment in the January sixth committee um, interviews, and they interviewed a man who was caught on camera by a lot of people encouraging law breaking, encouraging mm -hmm. people to to run into the Capitol to break the law. The implication was to commit violence. He has never been arrested or charged with anything, and that's just very, very strange. People, you know, over a thousand people have been charged, but he has not been. And so the committee re released a statement saying we are positive he was not working with law enforcement. It seems you'd have to be an idiot not to assume he's working with somebody. Why haven't they arrested him? I mean, come on, right? So my thought was, well. They didn't mention military intelligence. This guy's a veteran. Yes. Am I being crazy and wondering this? No, no, you're not. I actually uh, write about that person in the book. It raises concern for me, uh, his involvement, uh, and the fact that we, we haven't learned more. Matter of fact, I think the January 6th committee thanked him for his candor. That's the chief of the Capitol Police at the time dropping not so veiled hints that the intelligence community was involved in January 6th, the, the insurrection, that they knew about it, that he believes they were working with Ray Epps and whomever Ray Epps, Ray Epps was a member of the, um, one of those militia groups. I can't remember the name, which one. Somebody in the chat will remind Oath me. The Oath Keepers, thank you. Ray Epps was a chapter leader of the Oath Keepers. That Millie and other members of the intelligence, military intelligence community had knowledge of what was going to take place on January 6th. Didn't inform the Capitol Police kept it to themselves and sat back and let it watch. I'm going to say sat back and watched it happen rather than sat back and let it happen. I'm not alleging that this is a false flag operation, but you guys, you guys make up your own minds. Decide for yourselves. Why would Fox News hide that interview from America? That's the chief of the Capitol Police. The chief of police, the man directly responsible for security of the Capitol that day, going on national television to tell the American people something weird is going on here. And even I can't get the answers that I want. Why would Fox News hide that unless 
Fox News had their marching orders from this Department of Justice, allegedly. That's an opinion. I'm not saying that they do. That I, I thought, it, hopefully it was obvious that that's an opinion, a thought rather than a, an allegation. But why else would they do that other than they've already taken their marching orders from the top? Right. Which leads into Tucker getting fired. Remember, Tucker, it wasn't Tucker. It was, um, oh, my girlfriend. What's her name? Megan. Megan. You know, and that's, I would, for even if she was my girlfriend, I'd forget her name too. So whatever. Tiny little women brains. We don't notice that you don't what you call us. It was, it was Megan Kelly. And I, I have to assume that Megan and Tucker are talking. I have to assume that Megan knew about this interview with Steve Sund. I have to assume that Megan do, really does know what went on behind the scenes with Tucker of Fox. And it was Megyn Kelly that initially said that Tucker was about to drop a bombshell about January 6th, and he had to be silenced. This has to be that bombshell. Right. Now, these folks here, these National Pulse people, they got hold, they some, I don't know how they got this video. Um... I can't even verify the authenticity of the video because the National Pulse are the only source for this video. It could very well turn out to be AI generated, I suppose. If it is, it's a remarkably good deep fake. Right. The reason I say that is because when you listen to Tucker's voice, it's a lot deeper than it normally is. AI has issues with tone and things like that. And his voice is an awful lot deeper than that. But if, if, if there, if this can be verified by another party, I think this plays once again in Donald Trump's favor. Imagine the request for discovery if it turns out that the military-industrial complex was involved in January 6th. In any way, shape, or form. I'm not saying they planned it and executed it. Right. What I'm saying is, what if it turns out that they knew what was going to happen, that they did nothing to prevent it happening, and they just sat back and allowed it to happen because... They wanted to see some attempt of a coup in the United States. The coup being the 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 theft of the election in 2024. Right. What if that turns out to be the case? I'm not saying it is. Just saying, what if that turns out to be the case? You guys be the judge. All we can do is present what we have. And it's everybody gets to put the pieces together for themselves. But it's not often that you see the, the, the chief, the, the head Leo of a bureau go on TV and make allegations or allude to circumstances right. as, as wild as the circumstances Steve Sund 
alluded to in that interview. Right. That's insane. I'm going to be keeping an eye on the National Pulse uh, because apparently they have more coming from this video. We'll see. I'm going to be keeping an eye out for independent verification of the authenticity of that video. Uh, I, I'm unable to do that. I cannot do that. Um, if anyone else finds a independent verification that that video is is genuine please email it to us tpsreportlive at gmail.com i'm telling you this for full disclosure because i couldn't validate right. it but it it looks real enough to me but we shall see i don't even know who that i i hadn't even heard of the national pulse until today yeah neither had i yeah, until today. So we shall see. I may have been thoroughly duped. But when you put all the pieces together with what Megyn Kelly has said about the rumors, of the, the, the circumstances behind Tucker's firing, when you look at what happened with Ray Epps and now all of right. a sudden, all of a sudden the charges are coming almost as if he reneged on a deal that he made right and watch out for the smoke screens that get dropped the um watch out for the i i'm very hesitant to ever say false flags because of what happened with alex jones you know what i mean yeah watch out for the distractions that come in the next few days because information is dropping hard and fast about Joe Biden and his family. It's dropping hard and fast about, well, maybe not the truth behind January 6th, but an alternate view of January 6th. And this Department of Justice can't allow that to take root. Right. So something has to happen to distract people from it. It'll probably be aliens you, again. It's they're rodeo clowns. When the cowboy is getting destroyed by the bull in a rodeo, they send out a rodeo clown to distract the bull so that the cowboy can get away. Or is it going to be another virus? I mentioned that because I want you all to come back Saturday, 10 a.m. with me and Dave Bowen. And... Uh, we're going to talk about the Chinese lab that just got busted in California growing viruses. I don't, I don't want to, I don't, I just, I don't want to know anymore. I don't particularly about that. want to talk, but that's one of the, we're going to be talking about some other stuff as well, but yeah, we're going to be talking about a, a Chinese lab, Chinese owned and operated and run lab in California developing coronaviruses. We probably should have talked Why? about this off the air before I ask you on air, but do you want to talk about Sunday gun day real quick? Mm. All right. Yes. So I, I'm planning a new series. Uh, it's going to be on locals. Ultimately it's going to be for, for local supporters, but to begin with, I'm going to try to appeal to a wider audience. So initially it will actually be on locals and rumble. 
uh, the for probably for the I don't know how long for probably for the first month or so. It's going to be maybe one episode every two weeks, so so probably two episodes a month. On on Sunday, I don't know what time. Haven't decided even on a time on Sunday. It's going to be called Sunday Gun Day. We're going to be looking at uh, we're going to be looking at fair warning. We're going to be looking at some videos. It's going to be some pretty. Some of them are going to be gory and gruesome. They're going to be self defense related, self defense oriented videos, so that we can watch them and discuss what what happened that was right, what happened that was wrong, and what could have been done better. Because people people have a deep misunderstanding of how quick, violent, and bloody many of these situations are. And I, I hear people all the time talking about they, they're... Um, hypothesizing oh well if this happened i would do this this and this and watching these kind of scenarios play out it may uh it may make people may help people rethink and prepare a little better for if something bad does happen that's one aspect of it We'll be looking at uh, those kind of self-defense situations play out. We'll look at police shootings, not to second-guess the police, but just to, again, look at what went right, what went wrong, what could have gone differently. We'll be looking at uh, some Second Amendment stories, not many, um, but there, there are a couple in the news right now, and we'll touch on them briefly. And we'll look at gear, you know, and we'll answer questions. Here's here's the thing. If you want to watch the show live and ask questions, it will have to be on locals. Um, I won't be taking any questions from Rumble. Uh, folks who watch on Rumble will have to join locals. You can join for free. Doesn't have you don't have to pay money to come over to locals. You just come over. You sign up. You follow our page. You get to you get to comment on our page. You get to post on our page. You get to share your stories on our page. Um, and this is what I'm trying to get to really as a community where people can share their stories with us and, right. and things like that. And uh, Sunday Gun Day will be one of the one of the one of the uh, perks, perks ultimately for for show supporters over there. So, yeah, it's coming soon. Don't know when soon within within the month. Let's put it that way. It'll be coming. So right, keep right. an eye out for that. Sounds good. Well, we are grossly over time. So y'all, we're going to get out of here. Al and Dave will be back on Saturday and Al and I will be back on Monday. So y'all, we love you. We appreciate you. We'll see you out there. Thanks guys. See you.